That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to I've Heard That, the podcast from Heard App Marketing that discusses digital marketing trends, tips, and more. All right, and welcome back. As I mentioned, I'm so excited for season two. This is episode two, and I mentioned we have a full roster of amazing guests this season. Welcome, Gary Green. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. So tell me about yourself. Sure, sure. So uh, I am the owner of a couple of things, the Union Union Omaha, which is our USL soccer team, League One. Uh, uh, the Omaha Storm Chasers, which is our AAA baseball team, AAA for the Kansas City Royals, um, the AA Giants, which is in Richmond, Virginia, um, and the AA Rays that are in Montgomery, Alabama, and also on a publication and digital platform called Baseball America, which is known as the Bible of Baseball. Awesome. Awesome. So um, we have so much to cover with you. I have so many questions for you because we've done some work with um, Union Omaha. So yes, correct. Excited to hear you share about that. Sure. And welcome back, Max Riffner. Hello, how are you doing? Awesome. I'm, uh, I'm the creative director at Herdat. Yes, welcome back. And welcome back, Brandon. Hello. And what do you do at Herdat? So I am the president of Herdat Innovations. So it's a new sister company that um, focuses mainly on emerging technologies. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we have all been working on an amazing product project throughout the spring. So we're here to talk about some NFTs. So before we dive in, I know myself and our listeners have a lot of questions. <laughs> yes, you can read the blog article. You can watch the TikTok. But now that I have you pinned down here, tell me what's an NFT. So let's just break it down really quick. So NFT stands for non-fungible token. And so I mean, who has heard of like fungible or non-fungible? Like <laughs> most people are like, what does that even mean? So fungible essentially just means that if we exchange something in the same asset class, that it'll keep its its same value. So if I give you a $10 bill and you give me two fives back, it kept the same value. So a dollar keeps the same value whenever we exchange. So that's fungible. And you think of that in the digital world. Um, Bitcoin, if we exchange Bitcoin, it's going to keep the same value back and forth. Ethereum, same, same thing in the digital world. So when you say non-fungible, it's think of it as art or your, your house, a house. Um, if we exchange, exchange art, you know, if you painted a picture and I painted a picture and we exchange <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily have no. the same value. Right. And so that's, that's what non-fungible means is um, it's non-replaceable. So think about it, is it it's it's non-replaceable. So that's what a NFT really is. It's a digital asset that's verifiable on this blockchain, this in this crypto world that's um unique um to its uh, it's how it's created. It's unique. Um, it's a digital certificate on that blockchain that's unique that you it's doesn't keep the same value. So where do you get an NFT and <laughs> how do you buy one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Max, you, you can tackle this one if you want. 
Sure. I mean, there are several marketplaces where you could buy an NFT. Uh, OpenSea is one, Rarible Foundation, um, Super Rare. Uh, those all primarily work off the Ethereum blockchain, which is the main NFT uh, uh, blockchain. But there are a bunch of um, altcoins, alternative cryptocurrencies that also have marketplaces that also you can also purchase NFTs on, like uh, Tezos, Phantom, Crypto.com has their own NFT marketplace with their own cryptocurrency. Um, but usually uh, you're looking at Ethereum for the most part. Yeah, and the the largest marketplace is OpenSea.io, and that's where the majority of people would go and and search by category if they're interested in sports, um, that's soccer, and they could search what entities are available in that particular category. And it's pretty easy to search, just like you would search eBay or something like that to find something. So you're purchasing NFTs with crypto, but what do you do? So you have a digital wallet and what's next? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you have to have a digital wallet to purchase it because you have to have cryptocurrency. So, and even to create an OpenSea account, you have to have um, a digital wallet. So um, you would find whatever collectible NFT or, you know, whatever you're you're interested in, whether you're doing it as an investment or, or what have you, and then you would... Um, either make a bid on it or some of them you can purchase right then and there. You would make sure you have crypto in your in your wallet. You're able to purchase it and then it gets transferred um, to your uh, crypto wallet essentially. And, it, and it's just represented by um, a, a big character string of numbers saying that you own it and um, it, it lives in your in your wallet to do what you want with it. And so like artwork, there's sometimes there's one, right? And then sometimes there's many and there's differences. So someone tell me what's the difference between PFPs, collectible, utility? What does all that mean? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Max. Uh, so PFPs, basically, I think we could probably both kind of trade off on these, but PFPs are profile pictures, essentially. Uh, they're usually a large collection, uh, probably around 10,000. And their value uh, is based off of their rarity. So certain uh, individual PFPs of the collection will have certain rare traits that we can program to generate uh, you know, certain rarities, for example. And then people usually use them for like their Twitter profile pics, uh, which now is supported uh, by OpenSea. Um, or just across the internet, they'll use them as, you know, a signifier of who they are. And in a lot of cases, that's the only recognizable facet to their online identity uh, is their PFP NFT that they purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, collectibles are more, uh, you're seeing that more in sports, um, almost like trading cards, uh, but you're seeing it across other artistic avenues as well. And then utility NFTs, which I think is going to be uh, more focused in the future, is um, you get something for that NFT. It's almost like a membership card. Um, so either it's discounts to the marketplace or uh, physical artwork uh, that's starting to pop up, um, discounts at a location or store or restaurant. That's sort of thing. tickets. Same oh, thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah, you can use it as a concert ticket. And 
And then it, it gets really techy because there's a lot of companies popping up where you know you would purchase that NFT as almost like an investment into the company. And depending on how rare the NFT is or what NFT you purchased is more benefits you get within that investment, essentially. Do companies yeah, draw against the value of that? Um, I think they use it. To, I mean, I've seen a lot of them using it as almost like fundraising. It's kind oh, of crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you know you want to get a project off the ground in this new space and you don't want to go out um, and try and raise you know a bunch of money, you can like almost like micro investing. You sell these NFTs with people betting on that it's going to grow in value in the future and they're going to be able to to sell it. That probably was easier six months ago than it yeah. is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it a little later here, but yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> So Gary, tell me a little bit about why was Union Omaha interested in creating an NFT? Because we like to be the first at everything we do. Of course, yes. of course. Oh. You guys also had something else happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> we like to be the first team to make the final and all get COVID. Then, oh. and then the first team to win the championship after that. And then we just had our goalkeeper get the number one play on SportsCenter. Oh, awesome. Our goalkeeper scored a goal. Wow, that's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, great play. So uh, anyways, on the on the NFT, we wanted to be the first uh, team to have a championship ring NFT. There was one USL team, I'm forgetting which one, might have been Tulsa, who had an NFT. But because we won the championship, we wanted to have the championship ring NFT that, that rotated. So yeah. we asked her to come up with some ideas as far as how to do it. We didn't want to do something that was too complicated, but kept it simple for our fans. And so, you know, stuck our toe in the water and we have this great NFT and pros and cons. Um, the, I guess we'll, so the con side was that we decided to come out with the NFT at the beginning of the season with the same time that was the crypto nightmare, crypto crash. I forgot what they call it now. Yeah. Crypto so, winter. Yeah, crypto winter. That's it. That's it. So um, it came out during the crypto winter, which wasn't <laughs> great timing. Um, and we found a frustration from a lot of our fans because you had to download two apps, which you could talk about more than I can. But one was a crypto wallet and the other app was um, you know, something. Open yeah. Mm, yeah. And OpenSea. So um, they didn't have to buy it. They got it for free and they had the ability, the NFT got them the ability to get certain things for free or discounted. And so quite honestly, love being the first, but the utilization was very, um, was a lot lower um, than we had thought. So when we do go back to the drawing board on board on this sometime in the future, um, we'll figure out a better way to do it. But I think for where the technology is now and what's available, I think we did it in the best way possible but uh you know our fans are very forward thinking technology focused and um we wanted to show them that we were forward thinking and technology focused in many areas and this just decided to be one of them and to have a local company like Herdat do it as opposed to somebody else in another part of the country especially with one of our former players yeah. uh, Austin uh being involved it was uh we felt like that was the right combination awesome yeah we were so excited because obviously you mentioned it's the championship ring so the NFT is of that ring. And when you download that NFT, you have like a piece of the ring, essentially. It's so cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned too, you were the trailblazer on this one. So now everyone that has participated in that download has um, their digital wallet as well as OpenSea downloaded. So you kind of paved, paved the way 
we for did. future. <laughs> we wish we wished it was a lot more people, but yes, we, we paved the way. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Sometimes when you're the first, uh, you know, you got it. It's it's really the growing pains of what you need to do in the future. So it's fine. Um, so I hear your the people that did download this NFT, they have um, some additional benefits. I saw they get merch benefits, maybe some access to VIP events. Um, that's exactly. pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And we're always trying to add value to the ticket that people get. So and which is what NFT is. It's trying to really um, strengthen the ticket experience. So so that's what we tried to do as well. So it's merchandise, it's tickets, it's it's a variety of things. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if we ex extend it to next year unless we become champions this year and we do another ring next year. Yeah, let's collect those or rings. two rings, you, you know, rotating, <laughs> yeah. Let's get those rings. Um, so share with me, team, a little bit about that process. So we knew that you wanted to design the ring, but what happens from the idea through uh, the minting process? Um, I'll let you guys take that one and I'll chime yeah. in. Yeah, so... Um... Gary came to us with the idea and we kind of started to brainstorm how we were going to roll it out. And so what we essentially did was because it is so new and a lot of people, we don't have access to people's digital wallet to actually airdrop it to their wallet, which was, would be super simple. Yeah. We had to do it through email. And so we created a landing page for users or for season ticket holders, for anybody that's attending um, a, a game um, that we had their information is we, we, we created that landing page. They were able to come to that landing page, um, put in their email address. They were sent a claim code to make sure that they have access to that email. And then they were able to grab their NFT, mint their NFT from that. And point. I think Nebraska law was that we couldn't just offer it to season ticket holders. We had to offer it to everybody. Yeah. So I think it was anybody who got a ticket and, and Correct. season ticket holders are more on top of that process. Yep. And yep. And so then, yeah, it was, easy after that. Um, once they did claim it, we, we do now have their digital wallet. So in the future, if we're able to, you know, wanting to do another airdrop or do something different, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. And yeah. so that was one of the challenges that we had trying to, um, get people to actually read their email yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then actually go to the website and, and claim it, you know? And so, um, and what was interesting is we got to hear, um, the pros and the cons in real time on social media. And there was definitely, you know, some of the negatives, because there's always going to be negatives on yeah. social media is, you know, I can't believe you're like everybody else doing this. And it's like, it's not like we asked you for money. Right. Yeah. Before. You're getting right. that cool and, championship yeah, right. ring. Oh, take it. It wasn't like we were overcharging for it. <laughs> and, you know, just the frustration I said before people, you know, venting about the two different apps. And, you know, I know it's like, it's kind of like the internet. Yeah. It right. Was, uh, People didn't know what to do with it 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I remember getting my first computer when I was, I'm going to age myself, when I was like 30 years old and looking at it at the end of my apartment. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this now? Right. And now, and now here we are. I, I saw the first person with the Blackberry. I was like, he says, look, I got, it was on the subway in New York. He's like, look, I could type emails while I'm riding the subway. And I said to myself, you know, I have a perfectly good computer at home. Why do I need that? <laughs> so here we are, you know, everybody's got their tickets. Everybody's got their discount codes. And why do I need an NFT for that right. when I could just do it the normal way? So right. I kind of look at this like the computer and the BlackBerry that I was introduced to. And I think 15 years from now, you know, we'll have a conversation laughing about 
how everybody was complaining about the NFT. That was so tough, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, it, you know, I'm going to date myself too. I went through the internet back in the 90s and watched all the iterations of it till it finally took off and succeeded, you know, and it had its crash in 2000, right? Yeah. Um, and you can see the future coming with it. It's just, it just takes time. You know, it takes time to people to adopt this new way of doing things. And right. I, that's exactly what this crypto. And I would is. love to collect. I collected cards when I was a kid. I'd love to collect sports NFTs. I just haven't figured out how to do it. I haven't figured out what the right value is, but you know, if I could have an NFT from the great games that I went to as a kid and have that, um, you know, that's what sports is all about. It's about when you become older, it's about remembering all those good times when you're a kid and, you know, baseball and soccer and my parents took me to this game and that game. And if you have an right. NFT to remind yourself of a good childhood memory, that's kind of, that's what we sell. So right. we're, I'm excited for it to get there, but I do think it's not happening anytime within the next five years. And what's really cool is, and we're going to probably talk about some of the future use cases and stuff is think about proof of attendance. So if these NFTs do become concert tickets, event tickets, you can prove that you were there. Can you imagine being, at, you know, yeah. prove that you were at Woodstock, you know, or something? You don't have to cut out the stub and put it in your little photo album anymore. You actually have it forever on this blockchain. That's true. That's true. Except for the people that on social media that lie about things and say they were there, <laughs> then they'll have to prove it. Well, then now, now they, have to, they, prove they it. have to prove yep. it on the blockchain yeah. or if they can't, then. Oh, how cool. Um, yeah. So you kind of mentioned it's, it's still viable and where is it going? What can we expect in the future? I think it is. Um, I, I, I mean, I lived through the internet and watched it through its multiple iterations and cycles and watched how it grew. And I feel like this is following the same trends. It's going to have its, you know, it's cycles where things are doing really great and cycles where everybody's thinking this is a big ho hoax and a scam. Right. And a lot of people that say it's a scam or a hoax, they're just mad because they missed out on the, the bigger upside of it. Right. And so I, I think we'll continue to see these cycles continue and the NFTs become more and more popular because if we think like, I always go back to say like in this digital world, we have been in this world for a long time. Think of your social media, right? Your Instagram, your Facebook, you're curating this perfect image of yourself how you want life to be and how how things should be these nfts are just your stuff your your in your your assets your flex whatever you want to call them your rolex watches in this digital world so they're not going anywhere so if you can verify that you own a board ape yacht club and be mm -hmm. like a picasso like that's going to be something in these digital world worlds so i think it's still very viable that is there anything that competes with an nft like there was a time where you know, if you understood technology, you had to get the best Betamax there was. Like, it, it, you had to get it. And if you didn't, you weren't on top of technology. And then it turns out it ended up in the garbage can. So, right. so what competes with the NFT? Does anything compete with it that can overtake it or or make it less relevant? Not that I see right now. Not that there there's, there's a lot of smart people working on this technology. So there could be something. But when we talk about even these, you know, the metaverse, yeah, there's say, what about assets and locations in the metaverse or like what you look like, all right. of the, yeah, additional so things. Think about, you know, if Facebook, you know, meta is creating this metaverse, if Sandbox is creating theirs, and you have all these different people that want to win on their world being the best. The only way to really take that asset across these different worlds is having on that blockchain is happening as an NFT right now. 
And so if one of these, you know, metaverse providers create an asset that's only good in there in that world, I don't think users are going to like it. Why yeah. would I purchase something for $500,000 that I can't take anywhere else, right? Unless you don't need to be in the metaverse. Right. I'm sorry, I'm I taking your job and asking all the <laughs> no. questions. <laughs> Way to go, Gary. <laughs> like, and my, my generation, I'm 56 years old. I don't know if I'm going to have a need to be in the metaverse. You might not. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I'd love a soccer stadium. Can you get me one built on the metaverse and that they'll translate over to, uh, to real life? But what's really cool, though, I would say in the metaverse, they are having real world experiences like artists performing yeah, concerts I've in the metaverse. That. And yeah. yeah, like attending that type of concert, especially during COVID when they weren't performing live at live at live venues. Yep. So um, who knows? That. There was the, um, the singer that sings the Hootie and the Blowfish song. I remember I watched his whole concert. You know, the guy with the tattoos on his face. Yeah, uh, I think you're, you're, you're younger than me. You should know. Post Malone, right? Post Malone, that's that? it. I don't know. I don't think he no, sings no. that, but I think that's, that's what you're thinking. No, he does, oh, he does sing that. He does okay. sing that okay. in, in a movie. And I saw Ariana Grande did a concert as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Snoop Dogg, Justin <laughs> Bieber, they've all done concerts. Yeah. They've done it? Okay. <laughs> Snoop Dogg has a big old mansion in the metaverse, so. Now, how, does, how does that have value? Um, unique experiences. So a lot of times the, you, you'll buy whether it's tickets again, like NFTs, where you can um, have experiences in the metaverse. You can come on Snoop Dogg's land and watch him do a concert and, and different stuff like that. It's, it seems kind of crazy yeah. right now, but. <laughs> but I remember my first Facebook. That's what I right. keep coming back to. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll date myself because I remember setting up um, MySpace and then Facebook came and we're like, wait, why would you have MySpace if Facebook can do X, Y, and Z more? Right. And now like you use your Facebook login to order your DoorDash. So, I mean, you, I get where it becomes, starts as one thing and continues to grow and adapt. And those early adopters sometimes benefit and sometimes hit that brick wall of like, yeah, this is pointless. So. Yes. Yes. And we've had customers obviously that you can reach a certain target audience for a period of time till everybody else figures out like, oh, Yes, this is very profitable if we go reach that audience. But you've you've hopefully moved on to the next you know future thing where that that new audience is. So at. my my twenty month old daughter, it's hard to think of right now, but she will the metaverse will be important and relevant yes. to her. Okay. Right. Yeah, and you, I mean, think about jobs and different things that are coming up. Like if if to say kids or whatever, like are playing in this metaverse. Even my kids playing Roblox, which I think is a <laughs> a form of metaverse, if you ask me. And I think that will evolve to be one of the most popular metaverses because they just have the audience that's growing up using that platform. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna be creating unique business ideas in these worlds. And so that's their life right now. Um, I think too, you touched on some of the business use cases. We've talked before about um, different companies having an NFT for like their salesperson of the year or um, a, an employee of the year. And that's like on LinkedIn. Yeah. You can lie about your resume, but also another way to prove an authentic authenticity that you received this award or you received, um, that accolade. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely discussed, um, I'm doing that where it's, it's verifiable that you were employee of the month. So Next. it's not enough to just put the certificate on the wall and frame it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it goes back to people can say whoever they want to be online, but um, if you can actually verify it, it'll be, it'll mean that much more. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks everyone for joining us again for another great episode. It's awesome having you here, Gary. Thanks Thank for sharing you. your experience, Max, likewise, and Brandon, thanks for coming. Thanks everyone. It was awesome. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Um, you can visit the show notes for links to more about Union Omaha's NFT. Thanks. I've Heard That is a part of the Heard At Media Network. For more information, follow Heard At on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit HerdAtMarketing.com. A Heard At Media Production.